Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan Sinner of Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher. Check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com, for blog content and merch, hats, t-shirts, koozies. We've got it all there, <laughs> countryandcoldcans.com slash shop. Um, also, while you're at it, you know, in the description on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get this podcast, there is a big button that now says, for the link that says, click here to leave a voicemail click that it will take you to speakpipe.com slash cold cans you click the button that says record say your piece send us send us a message and we'll even play it on the podcast in fact andy uh we got our our first um voicemail the other day um from none other than my niece (laughs) she uh my my sister-in-law saw it on our social media and immediately uh, got my niece to uh, give us a message. So, I'm Maybe. sure that was cute. But here it is, right here. I'm about to play it. Oh hell yeah! Guys, it, it was on guys. Shirt. Hi, Uncle Logan. Say, oh, hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, I get left <laughs> They out. didn't know uh, you, so oh, <laughs> you were left oh. out. <laughs> I got say hi to co- Kevin. Oh God! <laughs> Screw you, Andy. Uh, I got the cold shoulder from your niece, bro. That's how uh, I yeah. felt that. I felt that deep down in my soul. I got the cold yeah. shoulder. Jenny was got, like, you know, she was I, like, I got a. I know there was a third. I got a bone to pick with Jenny. A Jenny real was like, bone I know there was a third guy on the show. She goes, but I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> uh, I got a real bone to pick with Jenny. I got a real bone. We'll have to get. Uh, Emmy decided her her pseudonym for the uh, voicemail was Ginger Snap. So that was our our uh, she has like strawberry blonde hair. So that was okay, our um, that was uh, our our first message from Ginger Snap saying hi Uncle Logan hi Andy. Uh, next time we'll have to get her to phone back in and and say hello to Kevin here. Uh, gosh, it hurts deep. It hurts deep. <laughs> she, she just doesn't even know that the first first person she offended in her life is me. <laughs> it's probably actually true. The first, first person, person she ever offended. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I won't be the I won't be the last, but I sure will be the first. I'm deeply, I am just I am deeply distraught. Actually, it's not her fault; it's her mom's fault. I got a bone. I got a bone to pick with you, Jenny. <laughs> this means war. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to war against her. Yeah, no, you Jenny's know, going a, to Jenny's a scrapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, yeah, she, yeah. she's you know, she's got to be. She lives in D.C. You got to be somewhat of a scrapper in general. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I take that back. You know, Jenny, me and you are cool. You probably, <laughs> yeah, you know, you probably have like all my Google searches or whatever, and whatever DC job you do, doing some top secret shit stuff. <laughs> and you probably could put me on major blast. So, <laughs> got a security clearance and all that. You know, could just totally roast me online. So I'm gonna take that back. You know, we cool, Jenny. We cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into some of the country music news um first off eric church announced a new tour he had been teasing it on social media lately um he had put out some like uh i think it was like three or four teasers on instagram where it, it looked like a an old school radio dial and then it kind of had like you know the stations the frequency coming in and out and it had different songs of, of different artists being uh played and then the tour, it was all there to announce the tour, the Outsiders Revival Tour, 
what's cool about this is it's a bunch of openers that he's picked. Um, it's not like one or two for the whole tour with maybe one filling in when somebody can't make a show. It's a whole bunch of different openers for all kinds of different stops that he has from everywhere from Canada down to South Carolina on out to Oregon, going all over the place. And there's only a handful of people that would be considered mainstream. He went outside of the quote unquote mainstream, the usual radio people for this tour, which I find like really interesting. And also I think it's one of the reasons why Eric church is, as I say, one of the good guys in mainstream country music, whiskey Myers, Shane Smith and the saints, uh, co Wetzel, Cody Jenks, um, Haley Witters, Laney Wilson, Ray Wiley Hubbard, Parker McCollum, Morgan Wade. Like, I mean, this is going to be a hell of a tour. It is. Yeah. That it is. It is the only real drawback is you can't get all of them in like a two day festival. That would yeah, be that would be cool. That would be really cool. You know, I mean, you know, because Haley Witters is only in Oregon, I think. There's a couple of spots, but it's nowhere close by. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, just in general, just the plethora of talent is um, it's a, something to be admired. It's a good idea, too, on his part. Because I would think this would get people probably to want to try to go to multiple shows to get to see the different openers. Oh, definitely. But not only that, he's promoting a lot of, I'm going to say he's huge. Mm-hmm. And 90, probably 90% of his, Parker might be an ex- exception. Cody Jenks might be an exception. But for the rest of them, a lot of people that know Eric Church don't know these other people. So it's just a massive boon. For him, for him just to consider these people. Yeah. And put them on the tour with him. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, good example of that. Yeah. Because in terms of selling tickets, there's not a person on the undercard that can sell as many tickets as Eric Church. So it not only is introducing um, these fans to new artists, but it's possibly, hopefully, expanding the the fan base for these artists as well. Like these would be people that will be returning customers because Eric Church fans tend to be very loyal, tend to be a little bit more about the music than your typical mainstream country fan. And it's really cool to be able to see this for them. And one thing about this tour, too, is he's doing it during the summer and outdoor amphitheaters. Uh, churches mm-hmm. hasn't really ever done any summer tours. It's almost always been fall and winter tours and arenas. So mm-hmm. this is the first time I know the Raleigh show. He's playing at Walnut Creek um, or like, what is it? Coastal Credit Federal Union now. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like this, this is the first time he's doing that which is going to be, I've never seen him outdoors. So I was like, I'd like to go to that when, you know, I'd like to see Cody Jenks too. I've never seen him. So that'd be a cool one uh, to go to. I know that Kyle, you were on that text message when Cole King's contributors and my co-host over on tailgate season, uh, Jordan and Kenshin texted and they were like, yeah, we, so we're going to have a, a country and Cole King's team uh, building exercise going there. And then they started handing at me paying for it all. And I told them, I said, y'all start generating more revenue that we'll do more fun stuff. Otherwise <laughs> buy your own ticket. As Michael Scott said, boom, roasted, boom, roasted, <laughs> boom, roasted. Yeah. I mean, Cody Jinx is on that, is on that ticket, isn't he? Yeah. On the Raleigh show. Yeah. It's pretty hype. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It would be really hyped to just see Cody Jinx say, and uh, here comes my boy, Eric Church. Have yeah, you seen Eric Church? Yes. I saw him in Greenville. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, I, I was at that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He has a great. He does. He's great live, man. That was like some festival they were holding at Dowdy Ficklin. Yeah, it was originally Blake Shelton, and he canceled for some odd reason. And I didn't buy a Blake Shelton ticket, but when they canceled and got Eric Church, I was like, oh hell yeah, I absolutely go. 
You know, I got free tickets to that. I think I did too. That thing we, turned we into got like a th- quasi disaster. Oh, definitely, because we got them at the bar the night before. People were just handing out free tickets. So I yeah, was like I visiting Chase, and he, I was like, "Well, it looks like I'm staying another night." He goes, "Hell yeah, we got we got like four free tickets to that." Yeah, I just I mean, I, I, I got them at the football game like the day before. Yeah, or, yeah. I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll take free concert tickets." <laughs> uh, yeah, I Kid Rock was the opener. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. What a what a goat he is! Lives in the White House in Tennessee. <laughs> You've seen his house, haven't you? Yeah. Picture? Yeah, yeah. He's, he is, um, how do I want to put this? He's a national treasure. <laughs> so he, is. he is something we export to the world. He's like Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kid Rock. Yeah, I mean, I, look, he puts on a good show. I'm not going to yeah, say anything. I mean, he, it was look, a fun show. Yeah, Woodstock '99. He had probably the hypest interest I've ever seen. Yeah. Where he just walks out in a fur coat in 105 degree heat, <laughs> and he's just like, "My name is Kid Rock." <laughs> he's I was like, a, Hell yeah! I was hyped. I was hyped, and it was 20 years later. And I was still hyped. <laughs> right. His uh, show's a little bit different these days than it was then. It's not yeah. quite the same level, and he also I don't think he has dancing little people uh, on <laughs> stage anymore like he used to. <laughs> I think I think that might be slightly frowned upon. Yeah, I don't think that that quite would fly in 2023 like it did in 1999. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's slightly frowned upon, but he, I mean, he's a national treasure. I don't know how to put it. <laughs> we had fun at his bar. Uh, yeah, I, well, I had fun at his bar, too. That was the one I got drunk in. <laughs> that was the only one? You only one? did that at <laughs> one? <laughs> yeah, because um, anytime I don't go anywhere with you, Logan, where I don't have to be the responsible one, um, I tend not to drink as much, but when I go with Bailey and her sister and her sister's friends, it quickly devolves into like debauchery. Except it's not like dudes getting drunk where I'm like, if, where at know, the end of the day, everybody's going to end up back where they need yeah, to be. Yeah, we're all going to end up yeah. pretty straight. Like, you know, we'll keep it we'll t- like, you know, let's just say if me or Andy get pretty drunk, you know, you'll be like, all right, you know, get your ride home. And vice I'll versa, see you later. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vice versa. You know, like I know we did you're in Texas. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, with like twenty-year-old girls, it's not that. <laughs> and I'm not going to listen from the misses. Well, what we got to do? Just leave her? I'm like, oh, God, what? Am, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so you know how? To, well, yeah. I mean, if if you know, you know. So <laughs> yeah. So you know, you end up having to not have as much fun because they're already just shit-faced and you're like well um so somebody's gonna make sure we get home that's about how we were we just didn't have a responsible person we had whiskey for breakfast yeah well you know dudes and didn't dudes, quit dudes have like a weird um they have a weird way of looking out for each other where it's just like you know yeah all right um all right yeah he's he's too, he's a little messed up we need to go ahead and get him home and then we're just gonna continue to party you know, true, about Andy, true. Andy, Andy, share yeah, your location at, with me. And at and the same time, and at the same time, like at at a minimum, we'll get the location. But if it gets to a point that somebody gets too unruly and doesn't want to listen, we just let them do what they want. Like one yeah. of our buddies, I uh, don't want to put him on blast by saying his name, but one of our buddies, I had to, I, I had to, I had to fight one of our friends uh, in, in Texas, the, uh, yeah. In te- yeah, to get him he under did. control. Almost you had to fight him, him up against a, the wall by the collar. Yeah, yeah almost fight him in, in and a hallway bathroom. Water. And then yeah, he shot to, the water telling him it was vodka. 
yeah, to make him drink it, to to chill out a little bit, you know. I was like, you're gonna get us thrown out of here, and then I was the one that ended up getting thrown out of an establishment later <laughs> right. on. That night. Yeah, one <laughs> uh, jokes on Nashville, me in Nashville. One of our buddies, um, he just was like, he was the only one of the four of us that had been there before, and he was mm-hmm. like, that's adamant. not true. I'd been there the most. Well, Andy, Andy had been there, but he, yeah, but yeah, okay, that's true. But uh, he was adamant that we were wrong and that he was right. And that the honky tonk that we were looking for was on a certain end of the street going towards the football stadium. It was not. And we were all like, no, it's this way. And he goes, I've been here before. I'm the one who knows where it is. And we were like, all right, dude, go have fun. And we just let him walk on his own. <laughs> and uh, if we hadn't been for that one random dude that we all became friends with while we were at the karaoke Nebraska. bar. No, yeah, know Nebraska. no, 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 no. New Hampshire. He was yeah. from New Hampshire. We never knew his name. We just called him New Hampshire because he was from New Hampshire. And uh, he went and picked up our buddy and brought him back. <laughs> so yeah. it was really just a stranger that was more kind-hearted. We were just like, fuck him. <laughs> we were like, he'll find his way back. <laughs> that was a good guy. <laughs> my my best memory when I went to Nashville was like I got in the Uber. I called the Uber or whatever. And uh, we get in the Uber. And, you know, you had to wear your mask in the Uber or whatever when we went. And this dude re- looks over to me in like the most Tennessee accent. He was like, Hey man, you ain't gotta wear that bullshit. I know you cool. <laughs> and I was like, all right, hell yeah, I'll take this I'll take this thing off. <laughs> I was like, hey man, between me and you, can we turn that heat down a little bit? Cause it's hot as balls. This <laughs> 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 Uber, bro, it's hot as hell. He was like, Oh yeah, I got you. I was like, hell yeah. Cool ass Uber. Give him a five star. Five star, but no tip. Yeah. And he re- oh, and he returned the favor. Actually, was, he's my one. He he's my one five star rating on Uber, and I've never used Uber, so I was hyped for that guy. Like, <laughs> hell yeah, bro! Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, it went in Tennessee. You get a five star Uber rating. <laughs> yeah, he he returned the favor. I tipped him after that. <laughs> Eric Church show. Looking forward to a cool tour. <clears throat> um, did y'all see? I know I sent it to y'all earlier. Did y'all read that uh, article from Whiskey Riff? Earlier this week about Dale Jr. He told a story on his podcast. Or, uh, what is it called, Andy? Dale Jr. Download? I think is what yeah, it's called. Dale Jr. Download. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't he know his wife story. Was in, I didn't know his wife was in Texas. Didn't even know his wife's yeah. name. Oh, I had never seen his wife, knew her uh, name or anything until this article, truthfully, either. Um, but he, he told a story about when he was at the beach and he, the time he met George Strait. Um, he, he said that him and who was it that was in the article? I can't remember it. Him and somebody walked into a bar and they didn't have their phones on them. Their wives weren't with them. And then he sees George Trey sitting over there with the son Bubba. And they were debating whether or not to even approach him. Right. Cause you know, George Strait must've been like on vacation or something, hanging out, uh, drinking, having a cold beer conversation, uh, to do a call back mm. to his 2013 album. Um, and they, they decided to go and, uh, they were like, should we or should we not? Then actually, Bubba Straight came up to them because Dale Jr.'s dad, Senior R.I.P., and George Strait were hunting buddies. And he said that he was like, Bubba walks up and says, "Hey guys, Dad wants to have a drink with y'all." How freaking badass would that have been? Dale, like, uh, you're sitting there, and George Strait sends his son over to tell you to come have a beer with him. One, that's badass. But then, like, they didn't have their phones, so to kind of document the uh, the occasion. They took a picture on Bubba's phone because they didn't have their phone, sent it to his wife's phone so they have it. And then as soon as George Strait and his son left, their wives come running in and were clearly out of breath for trying to rush to get there. 
And he said it's been a point of contention since that they got to meet George Strait and their wives did not. But he says that he, he proudly hangs that photo up on the wall. I thought the coolest part of that article was just imagining that his dad, senior, Raysdale, Raysdale, uh, was a hunting buddy of George Strait. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty wicked. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, that's pretty wicked. You know, uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous, of course. But uh, seriously, though, <laughs> um, you know, you can only imagine the bullshit they shot each other when they were out just hanging out. But I mean, yeah, pretty, pretty wild story. You know, um, I don't know how in the world George Strait lives a normal life, even in Key West or wherever it was. It was Key West, wasn't it? I think it was Key West. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even there. I've been to Key West. Um, you know, Key West doesn't have natural beaches. I've heard something like that before. They're all man-made because it's like a rock. So all the beaches are man-made. So there's no, nat- yeah, there's no natural beaches in Key West. Um, Key West is cool, but... Like, I don't... I just... My whole thought on this was like, I'm not going to call it bullshit. Because obviously it's not bullshit. But like, how does George Strait just go to a bar? Uh, yeah, I mean it. It would have to be in a place like it has to be like a really private establishment. Yeah, well, no, it it does, but it also has to be what kind of clientele go there because that actually brings sure. me back to like, did you hear the story about Luke Combs and Ed Sheeran? No, I did not. What was so that? This this is pretty funny. Like when they first, because you know they, I think they didn't they do like uh, a song together for one of the Spotify singles or something like yeah, that. I think they did. Yeah, but the. When they first like kind of like got introduced, Ed Sheeran texted him and told him like, you know, hey, why don't you uh, come on out? Let's have a beer together, you know, hang out and everything. And Ed Sheeran went to a uh, Twin Peaks. And for those not familiar, it's essentially a uh, uh, similar establishment to Hooters. And Mm -hmm. Ed Sheeran was at the Twin Peaks and invited uh, Luke Holmes there. Luke Holmes said him and his wife went and he texted him before he got there and said, "Uh, are you sure that's where you want to go? He goes, yeah, yeah, it'll be totally fine. As soon as Luke Combs walks in, everybody just like attacks him and like and being like wanting to talk to him and everything. It was like he's Luke Combs said that Ed Sheeran threw him into the beehive. Ed Sheeran was so confused. And Luke Combs told him, he goes, look, let me put it to you this way. You say you come here because no one talks to you when you come here and you're able just to have a cold beer and just like be a normal dude and just be like just hanging out. He goes. The people that come to Twin Peaks are the people that listen to my music. <laughs> he said, yeah. that would be like me telling you, hey, I go to this nice little wine bar across town just so people will leave me alone. Uh, how about you come meet me there <laughs> this evening? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I like I said, but George Strait is like, he's bigger than both of them by like infinite magnitudes. So, like, how does he go anywhere? In terms of generations, he probably is definitely like Luke Holmes is pretty damn popular at this point, and so is Ed Sheeran. But in terms sure. of like the generational divide, I yeah, would say like our parents Trace probably yeah, got an yeah. edge there. Yeah, grandparents too. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I wonder how many people back in the day knew what George Strait even looked like. They knew what he sounded like, right? That's a fair point, Andy. I, I mean, mean, you you can see the how album far back art. in the day though. I mean, even in the 80s, though, you well, let's face it, uh, George Strait has not aged. No, because I, I distinctly remember my grandma talking about how good-looking George Strait, she's always yes. thought he was. So Yeah, and, you know, even girls 
some girls today are like, you know, he he's still a good looking man. He's in his seventies or yeah. he's in his yeah. I mean, he has not aged, you know. Yeah, Andy, they look at George Strait the way you look at Parker McCollum. That's that's fair. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Must be some. <laughs> but you know, but I mean, you know, they had the album art. You know, it wasn't like they had like the social media. His stuff. face was there. on it quite a bit. Yeah, I think every album he had, his face is on it. Trying to think of one that maybe didn't, but off the top of my head, I can't think of one. But then again, no, even a million his, albums, yeah, even, even his, his debut record, I have it on vinyl, and it, he was he was on the cover. Yeah, even his singles, he's on it. So yeah, he never did the psychedelic uh, stuff like Tyler Childers and even uh, Parker Ryan did. You know, just the crazy psychedelic rando shit. Well, <laughs> George is about as. Uh, traditional country as as you could get yeah. for a, a while yeah. there and he, even like as he kind of updated his sound a little bit it was still very much traditional country it just well, wasn't like yeah. 1980s i mean he didn't even have like just a random ass picture as an album yeah he was always on it yeah yeah it was it was always a a, a down the middle country album album mm-hmm. art a little self-indulgent if you ask me, but hey. <laughs> if you got if you got them good jeans, you know, hey. Them the good Wranglers. Jeans, the Wranglers. Yeah, I can't wear Wranglers. They're too damn uh they're too too much for skinny people. You have to be straight with no ass to wear Wranglers. You also like, have to have no testicles. Your, your leg that's what I'm saying. Like your your legs have to be straight down. You can have no like as they say, junk in your trunk to be able to wear Wranglers. Not even junk in your trunk, just junk in the front. Because, you know, if your nuts hang a little lower than your average bear, uh, you're eating <laughs> them for breakfast in Wranglers. I've never been able to wear Wranglers because damn things are too tight. Yes, I have to wear Carhartts. Because... Cowboy cut for a reason. Most people are in, in the industry are skinny as a rail. Yeah. Well, they ain't made for us regular folk. That's right. Or, or uh, those of us who wear the husky size. <laughs> The in betweens, yeah. The in betweens, yeah. The in betweens. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the uh, song rounder real quick before we get to our draft of the best times to drink a cold beer. All right, first up, let's get into the music. Like I said, we'll start off with um, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. The Co Wetzel Kodak Black Diplo uh, collab, very interesting <laughs> trio there. But they released a music video and a new song. Um, uh, under Diplo's name on Spotify, and it's called Wasted. I'm broke down and alone, half alive, half dead and gone. I'm seeing things up late on the phone, talking to people that ain't even there. All right, Andy, what were you thinking about this one? How, how did this one strike you? I think it's fire. I don't really know what it's about completely. But Coe's verses remind me of some of Coe's, some of no, like a noise complaint vibe where it times what he's saying almost doesn't make complete sense. You get what he's hitting on, but not the exact. I think it's fire. I like, I even, I like Kodak Black's, uh, the choruses. I don't really know what Diplo did, but he was he's the a DJ. He's a, he's a producer, Andy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything about Diplo, but. I think it's fire. I liked it quite a bit. All right, Kyle, what about you? Um, so song screams TikTok song to me. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's green. It just screams TikTok. Um 
Positives. The bass line when Co sings, awesome. I love the heavy bass. It's like it's almost nothing but a bass guitar playing. Really cool. You don't hear that very often. Um, cons. Um, I didn't really like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not enough code. It's a whole lot of Kodak Black. Um, Kodak Black was also on Sunday Conversation, which was pretty funny. Uh, with yeah. Kevin Presley. It's, it's kind of cool how Kodak Black has like an R&B beat and then it melds really smoothly into the guitar for Co. Because I don't know if Co could do a, an R&B beat. I don't know if it fits him. He could. He maybe. I don't know. I don't but know. they do, they do meld it very nice to to suit his normal sound. Um, not really for me. Um, the album cover does have like a Grandma's Boy vibe though, which I kind of dig. Look at into that fish eyed lens. Um, very Johnny Knoxville esque is what it reminds me of. Jackass. Maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know if there's a music video. Music video may be fire. There, uh, the, so there is a music video, and in it they have one of those. Uh, I, I, the only time I've really ever seen it was I think I saw it in Alan Jackson video one time, but also I've seen it where Stone Cold Steve Austin on one of his TV shows that he was hosting had like this Jeep that drives on the road, but then he can drive it in the water, it turns into a boat. Uh, oh so yeah, they're riding, they're they're riding around. Yeah. yeah, they're riding uh, around in one of those on the lake. Uh, it was kind of cool. But I'm somewhere in between both of you on this. Didn't like it the first time I heard it. It's grown on me a little bit. I don't think that it's going to be a regular rotation song for me. Um, I do like Ko's parts. Um, in particular, like the clip we played, I'm, I'm broke down alone, half alive, half dead and gone. Um, seeing things up late on the phone, talking to people that ain't even there. I really like that verse there. Um, and... I, I kind of, Andy, I, what, the way I t- took from this song is, you know, kind of being down, maybe dealing with like depression or just like bad things happen in your life. So what you want, you want to uh, bring me back life when I'm wasted because that's when I'm hype, yo. <laughs> that's when I'm, I'm feeling good. The boys are buzzing kind of shit. I think he's referring to maybe weed bringing him back to life because I heard a reference to Backwoods, in which I yeah. learned from our, our listener, Cookie, in a co-song. That's a reference to uh papers maybe i think that's what that's a backwoods right. is something I'm like not, that this I'm backwoods burns the out the co-line hmm. yeah interesting i mean it is interesting I, like i said it this is the song's not going to be like something i come back to a lot but it, it's fine it grew on me the more i listen to it um right situation it'll be okay but it, this is not not necessarily what i would call top tier either so, anyways, that's the Co uh, Wetzel Diplo and Kodak Black collab that dropped last Friday. Let's move into another one that just recently dropped this past week. Uh, a guy who's been catching a lot of, uh, definitely a lot of buzz amongst people that I follow and like that are big independent music people, whether they're connected or they're just big fans. Um, I've, I've listened to some of this guy's music in the past. Uh, I liked a lot of it. I've been meaning to get more uh, into listening to some of his stuff. But here was a new single called Norfolk Blues. Days are all long, the years they're short. Homes down south, I'm stuck up north. Working on a living for the family. Wishing I could give them all the fantasy. Times are all tough, and work's real hard. 
So, uh, Drayden Farley, Norfolk Blues, uh, it was produced by Sadler Vaden, who is a uh, Morgan Wade's producer, but he's also a, a member of Jason Isbell's The 400 Unit. Very talented dude um, in his own right. And I instantly, uh, first, Kyle, I wanted to hear what you, you and I talked about this briefly. Um, let me go to you first on this one. So what did you think of the, about this song, Norfolk Blues? The song reminds me a lot of American Aquarium. Interesting. Just reminds me this, especially about two thirds of the song when the guitar starts to come in, it sounds a lot like American Aquarium sound. Um, whatever key they put that guitar in. Um, when you said Jason is what that's, I would have thought BJ had something to do with this song because it kind of reminds me of BJ's writing style. So, um, that's that's what it, I thought of as soon as I heard it. I was like, "This sounds a lot like American Aquarium to me." That's interesting because I actually, so I think it sounds very much like what I uh, the, what I've heard from Drayton Farley, but also I hear Sadler Vaden's production work on this, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that his voice and the production aspect of it makes gives me very prime Jason Isbell meaning Southeastern uh, 24 frames era, Jason Isbell. Like, those, like I love elephant. those records. It, I don't really know if I hear elephant, but I, I hear very much a Jason Isbell influence here. And I still like love those two records by Jason Isbell. Um, Southeastern's a masterpiece, but I, I love this guy's voice and just the song in general. Um, it, it really is kind of a song of, of the working man, a song of the working class. Uh, he's, you know, his home's down south, but he's stuck up north. He's working for a living for his family, wishing he could give them all a fantasy. He's having to kind of, you know, eat shit and and work real, work his uh, fingers to the bone to be able to try to provide a life for his family back home. And, you know, it, it's life's been difficult on him. It's tough and, and the work's real hard. And there there was one part in particular. Um, I, I love the verse where he's like, they say the future's looking bleak. Well, so am I. Try to catch a little sleep in the middle of the night. Catch a little glimpse of the good old days. Wondering why I ever let them slip away. Um, and then you like go down a little. He's like under the gun. I'm over it all. Waiting for the day I'll get a better call. Like just the there. It's like it's bleak. He's down in the dumps. Um, but he knows he's got to he's got to work hard and provide for his family to give them a better life. But at the same time, there's an element of hopefulness. Um, with that last kind of line in that verse. Um, I'm big fan of this song. Um, I, it was funny. I, I saw somebody comment on his Facebook post when he released it saying that he sold out with this song because this sounds like everything on mainstream radio and then I went and listened to it and I was like some people will just never be happy because I listened to Justin Lynch's new song I listened to this and I'm like they're nothing alike <laughs> yeah I don't see much in the vein of sellout here no this is uh, which is kind of why it reminded me of the song <laughs> yeah I mean like I said it, it reminded me a lot of American Aquarium but to a larger extent, it just reminded me more of that vein of America that American Aquarium's in. Yeah. Kind of that just more that, like Heartland Rock-ish Americana. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say more Americana. It just screamed that vein that they sit in. Which is maybe why because I'm not as I know a little bit Isbel. I'm not as high on Isbel as you are. Um Andy. Well, after all the, I don't know if my opinions are gonna may change because I, I like the I do like the writing of the song. I don't I don't 
love it, but I do really like the song. I like, I really did like the way it sounded, but when before the show, when Kyle says, Oh, it sounds like something I can't play, so I was like, I, Well, I was saying, like, I don't know, it didn't really sound familiar to me at all. But then when you played that clip just then, I was like, This sounds exactly like Jason Isbell. And the sound that I thought I heard when I was listening to this before, I didn't hear Jason Isbell at all. But now that I heard that again, it sounds identical to Elephant to me now. So my opinions may have gotten. That's one of those like glass shattering moments, I guess. Yeah, I was I was about to reference that the How I Met Your Mother episode where somebody ruins your uh, perception of something and you can't ever look or or listen to it the same again. <laughs> I dig Elephant though. I like the way that sounds too. But what, what I was gonna say, it didn't sound anything like that. But it, it definitely sounds a hundred percent like the end of Elephant. No, I get what you're saying. When you it say gets that, a little more upbeat at the end, like where yeah. he gets the higher, like the more. I also upbeat think if I fucked her before she got sick, I never yeah, did yeah. the end. Of it. The more upbeat end no, of it, Kyle. If you haven't heard that song, it's an amazing song, and that is a line that hits you really hard. It's it's. It, have you ever heard that song? Maybe it's, I can't it, it's about it. I can't a it's it. a it's about a husband talking about dealing with his his wife battling cancer, and in the like you know the, the strain and taking yeah, a that's, taking that's a real rough. like realistic look at those types of things so it, it's a it's a fantastic song if you haven't heard it you definitely need to check it out um but andy okay. i i hear I, I hear you andy because i think some of it too is just is maybe it's the reverb on the vocal is similar to what the uh is employed on on elephant that um does kind of strike a similarity now that you say that to my ear um, so that, that could be some of it. Um, I, I'm interested to hear if he goes more down this direction, um, with Sadler being the, the, uh, producer, I'm interested to hear some more of it. Cause I, I so far have liked Sadler's production. I, I really loved the work he did with Morgan Wade, um, on that record. I know that was a record we all three universally loved. Um, so he, the dude's got some talent as a producer. He's a very, very good musician. But uh, that's Drayden Farley, Norfolk Blues. All right, moving into the last one uh, is a song by Parker Ryan that came out a few weeks ago. I had put it, I keep a playlist of things like possible pod songs that we might can talk about here and there. This was one that kind of struck me called Shattered. All right, Sandy, throw it back to you for this one. Uh, what do you think of Shattered by Parker Ryan? I absolutely love this song. This is this is up there with one of my favorite sounds in all of music. I especially the way it like it gets more rocky like as it goes. I really dig that. This sounds very similar to a ton of stuff I've listened to in the past, but was just like a more southern voice i guess a more country vocal styling i the writing of the chorus with the, the basically the whole clip we just played is my favorite part of the whole song i i love the way it's written i love the way it sounds just that's a, a home run all right that's one two, two thumbs up kyle what, did you, what about you 
I wouldn't call it a home run. I like the song in the latter third when the guitar really starts to come in. The song is excellent. Um, I wish the guitar was in the whole song. I like the build up. Um, yeah, I mean that might be. Yeah, I mean that's. It's really good at the very beginning, and then it kind of goes away for a third of the song, and in the last two thirds is when it kind of picks back up. And I'm a big fan of the guitar. So I kind of wish the guitar was there the whole song because the guitar makes the song, in my opinion. But other than that, I really like this song. I tend on this one to lean a little more towards Andy's um, take on it. I I had a hard time picking between whether of these three, whether I liked Farley's song or Parker Ryan's song better. This one I absolutely love. It's one that I've kind of held in my back pocket on wanting to bring on to the show for the last couple of weeks. But I'm with you, Andy, that I love this sound, like the kind of the country rock, country rock mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, I agree with you. Like when the guitar really kicks in, it really kind of, you know, gives extra energy in the song. And then the I think the chorus is fantastic where he's like, I could lie and say I get it on why you don't want me around anymore. Like, oh, I love that. And then it's like uh, then when my heart hit the floor and then it gets into the, you know, the title of the song, it shattered. Like, I, I think this is a very, very good songwriting for Parker Ryan. Um, for you two who haven't really listened to a lot of his, I recommend going back to listen to Beaumont. Beaumont's fantastic song from a previous project he put out. Shitty but, town, um, though. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Huge if true. Andy hates Beaumont. <laughs> the town. I, mean, I would I would like to say this guy has fantastic hair. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, got that am- long, am- like... amazing hair. It looks like he got electrocuted. <laughs> he's, Bobby, a, he's a good artist. Yeah, he's the got core. some funky stuff, funky sound and stuff. The I way that to... chorus ties together is sick. Like how it goes to, like the heart, like years, so like his heart hit the floor and then it shattered, and then he's been scattered. That whole deal, the whole like the the it doesn't make sense. Basically, it, the first part. Then once it makes sense, I was like, that that's so cool. Oh yeah, but definitely uh, let us know in the um, comments. Add us on Twitter, Colcans Country. Let us know um, with the voicemail. So available in the description. Click the links to click here to leave a voicemail. What you think about these songs? The Co Kodak Black and Diplo collab drayton farley and parker ryan songs uh love to hear from you on that um so yeah that's our mini song roundup this week so we can get into our uh bringing the draft back we're doing a traditional draft no snake style um so let's go to andy's favorite the wheel of names to yeah, determine the draft order. wheel of names yeah, he's gonna get the bet don't know how later. don't know how you think i can rig the wheel but uh the wheel of he names waited. is a legitimate <laughs> just way of deciding this and we are uh drafting the best times to drink a beer uh getting into the cold cans portion of country and cold cans all right first pick goes to of course logan means <laughs> it's, it's it's rigged we don't know how to say it you know what we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that no I'm not taking the it. first pick not taking the first pick goes to andy <laughs> all right now let's see who gets second pick all right look at that i'm going third 
Mm, you see, you rigged it because I mean, it's just so. You still so, won the first time. Yeah, it's so easy to see, man. And then you you took the weight off, and then you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> Don't know how I'm supposed to be rigging this thing, but sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Andy. So we're drafting best times to drink a beer. Um, again, this would be something that we love to have some input from uh, you listeners out there. You know where the voicemail is at this point. We're we doing three. We're doing, doing three five. or five. Five, okay. Five. All right. Yeah. Thank you. All right, cool. All right, so Andy, why don't you kick things off? First pick and best time to drink a beer draft. I'm going to have to go with what would have been, I would say possibly my all-time favorite is during beer ball. There's just nothing comparable to it. Mm. There's just something magical about it. It's a, good it's a gentleman's sport. It is a gentleman's sport. It's a cultured sport as well, like wrestling. <laughs> I uh, I'm quite preferential to beer ball because that's a very common game we've played throughout the years at tailgates. So, um, which kind of leads me into Andy for my pick. No, Kyle's pick. You're second. Sorry, I went last this time. All right, so we got beer ball for Andy. Kyle, already. Pick. So, is this number one pick. or number five? Counting down to the best, or no? It, it's a draft, so you're going with your best. Okay, okay, my best. <clears throat> you ever done a draft before, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My okay. The best beer is mm, it's got to be the it's got to be the wedding reception beer when the wedding party is uh, taking pictures and you know you're just about to get tanked. So um, you're just sitting in the reception and cocktail hour. Yeah, cocktail hour. You're just about to get slammed. So when the wedding party shows up, you're already about four deep. Got a head start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best beer because you know they're and you know you're about to pound four more with the wedding party because they have to catch up. So you're about to just get sloshed. See, my <laughs> problem is the majority of the weddings I've been to, I'm in the wedding party. Well, know, the majority same, of weddings same. I've been, I've been like on the slight outside edge of getting drafted. So I'm always like, uh, yep, I'm gonna wait for you at cocktail hour, just pound beers. <laughs> that's I'm the a, best beer. I'm a I think seven or eight time groomsmen at this point. So I don't have, you're I almost, haven't had many. You're almost like the male version of 27 dresses. Oh, and the thing is <laughs> I'm, I'm in two more weddings this year. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be 10 time by the end of this year. You're almost there, man. You're oh, almost, I am. uh, you're almost, um, was, is it Catherine? Heigl? No, it's not Catherine. Heigl. Who is in 27 dresses? I'm be honest. I don't have a clue. That's a great yeah, movie. I've never seen it's, the movie. It's, it's a great chick flick, bro. <laughs> it's a great chick flick. Sorry, I'm a dude. <laughs> hey, some chick flicks are good. Hey, look, bro. Ride, some of them are. I'm quite, we, need draft, we need to draft those one day because yeah, I'm quite write preferential to uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, write that down in the uh, Good Ideas folder. Yeah, right, let's put that down. We'll definitely do that sometime in the next few weeks. like that idea. All mm-hmm. right, so third pick goes to me. I'm going to go with the um, my absolute favorite beer. Always has been, always will be. And it kind of ties into Andy. Uh, it's the precursor to your beer ball beer is the tailgate beer. Um, I think it's the absolute best beer is the tailgate beer. There's nothing better than the first college football Saturday. You got the truck loaded up. You hit the parking lot week one. Weather is uh, in North Carolina as hot as fucking hell out there at that time. So what do you do? You crack cold one um, in anticipation of the football season and let that cool crispiness of a, a crispy boy um, hit your lips. Um, that That's what I always say. That's America, my friends. So is is definitely my favorite beer is the tailgate beer in preparation week one college football season. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Andy, back to you. Get probably pretty specific on this one. The uh, first round of golf of the season when it's 78 to 82, when it's just when it's not cold out, but it's not hot. That first beer where it's just the coolness of it is what you need. Not when it's super hot, when it's you have to have something cool, when it's something you, you just want. That's, it's refreshing, a, yeah. Yeah, it's it's refreshing. It's not hot. You're not you don't have the dry mouth, but it's just smooth and about seventy eight degree weather. So you're saying the first beer of the fall, the spring of the spring. Sorry, first round of golf of the year. Well, but it's not it's not cold because I've played in January. That can be. Yeah, it's cold. All right. So first beer of the spring, Kyle. Second pick and so golf. Not- so mine's gonna pick you. Wait, 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 wait. Is it a golf beer or a spring beer? It's golf. It's the first so, round of golf when it's okay. just getting warm. Okay, uh, and, the the fa- and, the, and, and the fairways are finally green again. Is what you're getting? Yeah, at. yeah. Okay. Very so specific. This this is very specific as well. I don't know if you two could relate, but as a homeowner, when it's hot as hell outside, <laughs> when it's hot as hell outside, and you get done cutting the grass. And weed eating, and you go into the fridge, and you just pop a cold one, and look at all the beautiful grass you just cut. That post grass cutting beer, it hits different. And when you get to that point where you cut your yard, you understand. But that fo- per, uh, first beer after you mow the lawn, me preferably, I don't ever make it to that one. I usually I have one while I'm riding my lawnmower, and I live in a kind of uppity neighborhood, and people give me a funny ass look when they see me with a tall boy. <laughs> Riding my lawnmower across the yard. But yeah, that, that cutting the grass beer or just finished cutting the grass beer. A1, chef's kiss. Phenomenal. It's always interesting. I hear people love that beer. That beer's never really been on my list. Um, but then again, I don't want a home. <laughs> um, my things might change at that point. Uh, so that brings it to me for my second pick. I'm going to go with the early morning airport beer. Uh, there are there are very few times where drinking a beer at 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m. is acceptable. 6.30 a.m., 5.30 a.m. But when you're at the airport and you're all hyped because you and the boys are about to go on a bachelor trip to, say, Austin, Texas, Nashville, Tennessee, um, and you're getting ready, you know, and in, in anticipation of the trip. And what do you do while you're sitting there waiting before it's time to board your flight? You go pay about $14 for an overpriced beer, but it's something mm-hmm. about you don't mind it and you don't mm-hmm. mind it. And the, and that beer just hits different. Uh, it's a, it's like I said, early morning airport beer is just on another level. Sometimes you can catch a pretty wicked buzz because you're still kind of sleepy. You haven't eaten <laughs> right. breakfast and that one, you know, 18, 16 ounce tall boy or 20 ounce tall boy IPA. It fills you up. But also you're like, damn, I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I just woke it? up like an hour ago and I haven't had anything to eat. <laughs> what was it when we went to Texas? We we found the Bond Brothers Brewing, uh, the brewery, and we, yeah, we I had, had three beers at seven <laughs> yeah. a.m. <laughs> yeah. Did you, what did you have? Did you have the local? Uh yeah, I think it was the local. They're yeah. like seven and a half percent. I had three of them. I was like, damn, yeah. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he had three locals on the on the morning flight before we got on the plane out of RDU. <laughs> I was like, I need to chill out a little bit. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a top tier beer. 
right, uh, I spent like forty dollars on those three beers too. Oh, that was worth generally it. how it goes. Generally how it goes. Your turn, Andy. Are we allowed to time travel in this draft? Sure. Give me. I right, go back to the days of when you're uh, twenty-one and eighteen, and uh, back in your college years. The first beer at the pool. Ooh. Mm, the first choice. one of the year. Mm, a solid choice. That is a good choice. So I'm I'm keeping a list here. So you said the first pool beer of the summer in college. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good I don't one. think that would that probably doesn't sound as fun now. No. I mean it's, it's probably just, not as crispy and refreshing and no, as somebody who followed had by a, twenty more. Who moved to a more family apartment the first year out of college? When you mm-hmm. take a couple beers out to the pool there, and there are little kids running around in floaties, it don't it don't quite hit the same. No, it's not. It's not. It's not string bikinis and hot chicks. It's now moms <laughs> with uh, four year olds floaties. Yeah, um, moms with big floppy hats and yeah, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> and those like dresses they wear at the pool or whatever. While yeah, they're, they're making sure their and, kids don't drown. And their coolers have ham sandwiches and Sunny D. Yeah, maybe some <laughs> orange slices. <laughs> well, yours is loaded down with uh, I, uh, nice, refreshing uh, beer. So uh, mine, it kind of piggybacks off my last. Um, it is the any menial task that the Mrs. asks you ask you to do. Post Honey Do beer. Yes, it's hey. Um, the knob on the kitchen sink is loose. Would you, or you know, the knob on the cabinet is loose, or you know, this light is not working. Oh yeah, let me crack this beer, and we're gonna get this fixed. You know, the the drain on the sink has come loose. Beer, any you know, honeydew list beer makes it makes those menial task much more bearable. Hey, uh, I'm running late for work. Can you do the dishes and run the dishwasher? Yeah, absolutely. We'll crack a beer. And delicious, <laughs> and you know, so that is my next one. Menial task beer. It's a good one. I uh, it's, a, it's kind of a catch-all, but yeah, yeah, it's just petty task. So my favorite, one of my favorite top three favorite beers of all time is definitely the. Uh, I don't have to pay for this beer. Beer. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, like I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Though you know the old saying, the best beer is a free beer, whether it's at. You know, as Kyle had mentioned earlier, an open bar at a wedding, company Christmas party, or the bar center just tells you it's on the house. You just can't turn down the drinks when they're free, as BJ Warren once said. Um, so it definitely, like, yeah, there's something about how it's twice as good when it's free. So the I don't have to pay for this beer beer hits a little different. Mm-hmm. Back to you, Andy. It's number four, right? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be sort of specific again, but the uh, you got to get you about three listens in together of all my rowdy friends are coming over right before <laughs> all your rowdy friends come over, and then you pop a top. Mm. Nothing quite like it. I don't make it to the third listen. That's the first one for me. So uh, all my rowdy friends listening beer. <laughs> yeah. When with the rowdy friends coming, because you get really hyped up for what's about to happen. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good choice. So I don't know if Andy's going to understand this one. I know Logan will. When you go to an event, you bring you a six pack of pernicious or various other beers. 
and you know you 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 pound that you're like wow those six beers are good i'm a little tipsy but i know if i stay on this page on this pace i'm going to have a head size of a basketball nar so i'm just going to swap over to the old trustworthy natty light and just coast beer Oh, the post, the post uh, IPA sixer beer. Yeah, you know when you you know you're in an event, and while you know everybody's around paying attention, they're still sober. They're, oh wow, that's a very classy beer you have—a hoppium and IPA. Oh, he's cultured, he's intelligent. But then you're like six deep, and you're like, yeah, I'm a little tipsy, but you know, I know if I keep drinking these, <laughs> it's going to explode in the morning, and I'm also going to be shit faced before ten. Uh, so we're just going to go to the old trustworthy Natty Light and you just coast on those beers. You don't really get drunker, but you just kind of keep it. You're on the fine line and you know, it's like water. So you're, you're, you're rehydrating. Yeah, riding the wave. Yeah. You're just riding you're the riding. wave. But that first yeah, one where it doesn't have that bite that an IPA, IPA does. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm back to my roots. I'm back to my <laughs> roots. I can tell you, Kyle, you were right. I don't relate because I don't have that kind of self-control. Usually I get plastered and I start when I switch to the light beer, it's like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, I you am know, too that, far gone. No that, coming back from this one. That was an acquired skill that I developed like a year ago. I'm 28. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't like something I developed early. Because in my early 20s, boy, I would have pounded those IPAs if they were a thing. Like, can you imagine if IPAs were a thing? I, mean, I know they were a thing, but like if they were like as prevalent as they are now, holy crap, I would have just been a belligerent. Because I used to just pound like 18 natural lights to get drunk. If you could have told me I could have got like three tall boys that are 10% at the store, I'd have got like seven of them and blacked out. <laughs> but... The craft beer thing was like a thing like post college. It was like perfect time for us, you know, the yeah. brewery revolution. It hit the right time. Yeah. Now, now uh, my next pick is the concert beer. It's kind of a classic. It may cost an arm and a leg, but really, who who the hell cares? Because you're sitting there listening to some of your favorite bands. You may or may not be 20 years old at the Lincoln Theater, allegedly. And somehow you got your hands on uh, uh, a few beers while sitting there listening to, say, somebody like American Aquarium and Turnpike Troubadour play. But you know mm-hmm. what? You're sitting there, and uh, sad songs make you happy, and that, that ice-cold beer that you got underage made you even happier. Uh, the concert beer definitely is up there. The only time PBR ever tasted good. <laughs> Accurate. I'm going to go for my last one with one of my classics, the paperwork beer. (laughs) You really shouldn't be doing it, but that's what makes it fun. Oh, yeah. When you're trying to price a job, you're like, yep. uh, Yeah, I know all about that. How much do these parts cost? (laughs) Math math starts getting really hard. You can't see the other side of the desk. (laughs) <laughs> those uh double ipa voodoo rangers Ooh, i still got the gap bet. from that experience i cleaned out a sixer <laughs> they, oh god yeah i don't even know you did not man. finish <laughs> i reckon the, not. the, the six pack or the paperwork <laughs> uh, the, the six pack got finished the paperwork did not <laughs> <laughs> oh all right god what's your last one my final one and this is another very southern ass thing is in my garage and in my basement. Both of you can attest. I have two old ass refrigerators that are from the 1970s. 
but they'll probably never ever break knock on wood but they are so much colder than your standard new fridge that you can buy today i don't know what they did in you know the 70s and 60s land yeah probably uh but when you pull a beer out of those dirty ass old refrigerators they just hit different they're so much colder they're almost cold. Like my refrigerator in my basement is almost cold enough. If you left it in there for 24 hours, it's almost a slurry. Ooh. I don't know. It, yeah, it's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. So the old school fridge beer. Not- yeah, the old school fridge beer, man. I mean, you know. The one thing t- Kyle's basement, because that is a good fridge. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, this I'll fridge is from like, that fridge is, I mean, it had, yeah, it's from like 1970 at least. It might be older. You've saw, you've all seen it. I took it out of mm-hmm. my old house. It was in the house, and you know, the house is old as dirt. But <laughs> I don't know how it still works. But when you pull up beer out of an old ass busted fridge, like everyone's parents has an old ass fridge in their garage. You know the old fridge when they remodeled their kitchen, they took the old fridge, put it in yeah. the garage before yeah. stainless steel was prevalent. Yeah, yeah, it's the old white fridge. Yeah, it's, it's almost brown. Yeah. Pull one, pull a beer out of that. It's like you're walking down a time capsule. It's like it'd be, it'd be 1976, and I'm just like, yeah, I drink this beer after working all day in the coal mines, you know. <laughs> all right, I think I'm going to close mine out with uh, this was, as Andy said, more of a specific time, but it still is is pretty fun. It just happens fewer and further between these days, but the. The sitting on the beach slash walking to the beach bar beer. Um, literally love that one. It takes me back to the Wrightsville Beach days when we used to go down that way. You'd be sitting there with your, as Zach Brown Band once said, your toes in the water, ass in the sand. And uh, then you reach into the cooler going for cold can fishing. Um, that those had a way of going down easy. And before you knew it, you, you had emptied Ooh, out empty. the, the cooler and then you were just like, we need more. You really didn't need more, but you thought you needed more. And that's where, you know, at the beach bars in Wrightsville Beach, they come in handy. They're right there. You just walk up the sand and walk up to, you know, uh, as they gets talked about by the UNCW alums on Miserable and Reckless a lot. You know, there's loggerheads, there's Jerry Allen's. There's a, there's plenty of options there if you need to go get some more after you empty out the cooler. But that, you know, summer's a full swing. It's just you get you got an ice cold uh, snack sitting there waiting for you in that cooler. It's just it's an elite beer experience. The this Matt, is the beach slash beach bar beer. May I uh, tell a quick story on that? So I'm not a beach person. Bailey loves the beach. So every time I go to the beach, um, she's like, "Oh, let's go sit on the beach." So you know, I take my little umbrella out there. So you know, I hate the sun. I work in the sun. I don't want to go <laughs> bake in the sun. Um, take my little umbrella and I take a cooler because it's the only way I'm going to be satisfied sit out there so i took a case of beer one time and we went with our family to the beach well 22 year old 23 year old me was like fuck it let's just throw the whole case in there threw the whole case in there <laughs> course light and i have it not need it then need that's it right. not have that's, it. that's what i was thinking well um i should have stopped at like 12 well 24 later um i was shit-faced because that sun just you know how the sun and the beer don't quite get along and <laughs> I was shit can. I was pissing. I pulled, you know, pulled my cods out the sides of my bathing suit and was <laughs> pissing in the pissing in the sand and throwing. Bailey really pissed me. Yeah, understandably. Bailey go out to dinner that night with her family, and I am so 
drunk, like just drunk off my ass. Because, you know, the sun makes you 10 times more drunk because it dehydrates the fuck out of you. And I was obliterated. And we go out to eat. And she was like, don't you say a word. Because I couldn't even get a sentence out. <laughs> Bailey had to Bailey had to order my food at dinner because I couldn't even say it. It was just, I was like, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> I was just absolutely obliterated. And we went there, and I was like, Bailey, I pointed to it. She was like, yeah, he wants that. And Tammy was like, what's wrong with him? She was like, oh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing's wrong with him at all. And they knew something was wrong because Bailey never wants to ride with the parents. But they were like, yeah, you've got to take us to the restaurant because you can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> I was so shit-faced. That was at Captain George's, right? Yeah, no, I think it was at the Dead Dog Saloon. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> in Myrtle Beach, yeah, uh, Myrtle's Inlet, yeah. I was just obliterated. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I can't, I can't even function. And then, like that night, I ended up throwing up in the shower, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. And Bailey was like, "Why are you taking a shower?" I was like, "I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "I got to get throw up at the, at the shower." Oh, the old classic like, throw up in the shower move. <laughs> yeah, perfectly good, to- perfectly good toilet right there. And I was like, oh, that looks like a much better place. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wider spray uh, area without having yeah, I could, to. I couldn't miss. Floor. I couldn't miss. <laughs> yeah. God, that was a yeah. funny story now. Bailey was mad as hell at me for two days of that. I mean, I was just, I was just pissed drunk. <laughs> I so, can imagine she wasn't happy about that. No, yeah, but it's just hilarious. And it was but who also, hasn't had those moments? I mean, you know, like when yeah, you also, get in, when you get invited to a, a party and you're told that it's on a Friday, and really it's the Friday after, but yeah, someone had had fun. a few too many glasses of wine while they were doing the invitations. That's true. Yeah, I'll tell you another funny story that happened that day, but it's not appropriate for on air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, well, let us know what your favorite uh, beers are, what you think of our list. You know where the voicemail option is in the description. Hit us on Twitter. Uh, so I think these are some top tier choices on best time. I agree. Beer, you know, pretty good list. Um, but uh, be sure to give us five stars. Great review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon. Website is countryandcoldcans.com, blog content merch. I know Andy's got a new article up on the uh, best things about college football ending. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple new pieces, a couple new pieces up out there as well. Um, uh, check it out there, countryandcoldcans.com. Uh, so for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan. Sitting here with Trucker, Andy, and Kyle. See you next time. Take care, guys. <laughs>